Welcome to the Want to Learn podcast. What I'm going to do today is I'm going to have my first Q&A episode, my first Ask Me Anything episode, where I answer your questions that you've put in. And I've gotten three questions today that I'll discuss. Uh, two of them are from uh, one of my Patreon supporters named Tammy. And one of them is from Dahlia, who is a woman from Egypt. So let me address Tammy's question first since she is a Patreon supporter, so they get priority, of course. So the first question is a good one. She says, what's your take on how to be a good tourist and how can we as travelers repair the schism between tourists and locals? Conversely, where are some places that could use a dose of tourism to help boost their economy? Great question. So first of all, I'm sure Tammy knows, there's not always a schism between tourists and locals. Some locals love tourists, especially locals whose jobs depend on tourists. And there's a lot of them because tourism can make up at least 10% of the economy in, in many places and sometimes as much as 30% of the economy. And so, and it's not just the obvious things, which of course are hotels, taxis, and bus drivers, and people who work at hotels and restaurants, but there's also the indirect benefit. Uh, for example, infrastructure might benefit. They might have more tax revenues to improve the roads or schools or to improve the airport. This can help locals as well. The bus system might get upgraded. Um, the tr mass transit system, they might build a subway because there's so many tourists and so much revenue coming in from tourists that the locals will benefit too. So a lot of locals with a brain can realize this and so therefore they don't have a negative view of tourists coming into their city or um, region. But unfortunately, uh, Tammy is also right at the fact that some people look at tourists as negative. And what to do about those people? The, the key thing is, number one, to interact with them. Because if you don't interact with them, it's the same thing that if you look at a Muslim and you have negative feelings about Muslims, most people who have negative feelings about Muslims have never actually talked to a Muslim. They've never actually had a one-on-one -on -one conversations. They've never entered a Muslim home, met their family, their children, see how they eat, and that kind of stuff. They haven't formed any kind of relationship with them. And so as a result, it's the demons over there. So that's the same thing the way we treated a lot of uh, Germans and Japanese during World War II. We just demonized these people that we didn't really know that well. But once you get to know them, they become less evil <laughs> in our eyes. So the key thing as a tourist is interact. When you go to Paris or Italy, talk to some of the locals. Of course, some of them may not be friendly all the time, but that's the locals' problems. At least you've done your part as a tourist to, to get to know them. The second thing is to respect their traditions. And so a lot of people, when they go to Islamic societies, for example, they dress in shorts. That's a big no-no. And a lot of women hate people telling them how to dress. No, I'm not just telling women how to fucking dress. I'm telling men how to dress. Men, you assholes should not dress in shorts when you're in a Muslim society. That's right, just for the same reason that a woman shouldn't dress in a miniskirt, because that's not their culture. Would you, and, and, and some people say, well, I get along, you know, I dress like that in my country. Well, they should respect the way I want to dress. Well, hold on. Would you, how would you feel if some man or woman just walks around completely naked all over the place, walks right by your school where your children are going to school and just walks by completely naked? Would you like that? Probably not. Some people say, I don't care, and that's fine. But most people actually would care. That's how a lot of conservative societies look at you 
when you're walking around in shorts or you're showing off your shoulders. For them, that feels as ridiculous and as bold and as immoral as you might feel when somebody's walking around completely, utterly ass naked. So, um, and again, uh, most of the thing I agree, it, it, it falls on the women, how you're supposed to dress, whether you cover yourself or not. And men have far fewer restrictions on how that, but let's not forget that men have restrictions too. And so one way to repair that schism is to respect the, the locals, um, habits, culture, and, and try to learn them and respect them. The second question uh, related to that was, conversely, where are some places that could use a dose of tourism to boost their economy? I love this because this is exactly what I specialize. Sierra Leone, Liberia, um, Nigeria, so many countries in Africa don't get tourists and they really desperately need them because they'll help their economy. And here's the benefit to you as the tourist. To you as the tourist, it helps them because they don't get much tourist dollars. They love it. And then you as a tourist benefit because they're going to treat you like royalty. Wow. Nobody ever comes to the Central African Republic. So guess what? When you go to the Central African Republic, people will be utterly thrilled to see you there, completely happy to see you there. So this is of great benefit to you because when you go to Rome, nobody gives a shit that you're in Rome. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to look at you as like, wow, some special thing. But when you walk into some African village in Malawi, people will be like, wow, how are you? Nice to meet you. Yeah, let's eat together. Let's do this together. And suddenly you really get to know the pe people. And so it's a very special moment. It's something that you're going to remember much more than, let's say, looking at the Eiffel Tower or going to the Louvre. It's going to be a, a, it's a different type of experience. It's a, it's a way that you will have a memory and experience that is totally atypical than whether you're just walking around London and having a beer at some London pub, which is fine, but old hat. So, and of course you're benefiting their economy, which probably desperately needs some tourist dollars, much more so desperately than Berlin. So I hope that helps answer those two questions. And last one will be from Dahlia. Dahlia says, I love your posts and your news. I'm actually thinking about starting a blog in Arabic as I was traveling a lot lately. Do you have any advice? And I said, yeah, I think that you should start a blog if you want to start a blog, but do it only if you want to do it and you love to do it. Only do it, only start a blog if you are going to be thrilled and happy, even if only one person reads it and that one person is you or maybe two people, you and your mom. So because starting blogs, starting podcasts, starting anything, it's a real uphill battle. And I'm, st I'm starting this podcast and I'm doing it just because I enjoy sharing it. And you know what? Right now I have like a hundred listeners on the blog. That's not that many, but if I had a room of 100 people, hey, that's great. So I get some enjoyment out of that. So go ahead and start the blog, but only do it if you absolutely love it. All right. The, dog's, the dog next door is excited, so we're going to say goodbye to you. Thank you so much. Remember to go to patreon.com and support me there. Um, you can get some cool rewards. And I hope this uh, Ask Me Anything episode has been helpful and go ahead and ask me something for the next time I have one of this episode. This is Frantz Tapon encouraging you to wander and learn and say goodbye to Dal.
Daphne. Bye, Daphne. Bye. Yeah. And that concludes this episode of the WanderLearn podcast, where we explore travel technology and transformation. If you'd like to see the show notes with links to what we talked about, or if you'd like to comment on the show, or if you'd like to ask me a question, then go to wanderlearn.com and click on the latest episode. If you'd like to connect with me, just remember F Tapon. That's my first initial and my last name. F Tapon is the username I use on all social media. You can also get to my website by going to ftapon.com. Here's one last reason to remember F Tapon. If you like what I do and want to get rewarded for supporting my projects, then go to patreon.com slash, yep, you guessed it, ftapon. That's where you can pick up some sweet rewards for as little as $1 a month. And remember, subscribing to the WanderLearn podcast helps, but downloading each episode helps even more. Please share the podcast, review it, and sign up for my newsletter at wanderlearn.com. This show was edited by Rejoice Tapon. The music was composed by Eric Stratman. This is Francis Tapon, encouraging you to wander and learn.